When it comes to the plant-based eating debate, there's more to consider than just healthy or unhealthy. Of course, we want to eat things that make us feel good and generate energy to keep us going, but there's also a major environmental component that drives a lot of people to a plant-focused diet. But you don't have to give up some of your faves entirely. Impossible Foods makes meat from plants. They're solving the meat problem with more meat. By creating delicious meat from plants that's better for you and the planet, Impossible lets you enjoy some of your favorite meaty products with a plant-based twist. Ground beef, homestyle meatballs, sausage patties, all made from plants. And that's just a few of their delicious and versatile options. No more tension between craving meat but not wanting to eat so much of it or sacrificing your carnivorous faves for your health. Indulge in nutrient-packed, plant-based goodness and feel good doing it. Check out impossiblefoods.com to see how you can help solve the meat problem with more meat. That's I-M-P-O-S-S-I-B-L-E-F-O-O-D-S.com. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. What I love about Shopify is basically how no matter how big you want to grow, Shopify gives you everything you need to take control and take your business to the next level. I know we use Shopify here at Betches, and honestly, anyone with any kind of business could really benefit from Shopify. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere from their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout, 15% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklyn, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash betches, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash betches now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in, shopify.com slash betches. In the market for investment-worthy bags, watches, and fine jewelry, Rebag is the answer. Rebag is a luxury resale platform where each piece is carefully inspected by experts to ensure quality and authenticity. Use Rebag to buy and sell finds from the world's top brands, including Louis Vuitton, Chanel, and Cartier. Head to Rebag.com to get 5% off your first purchase with code REBAGNEW. Shop today at Rebag.com. That's R-E-B-A-G.com. And use promo code REBAGNEW for 5% off your first purchase. So Bad It's Good with Ryan Bailey, the podcast where we cover all the pop culture we love to hate, from the classic reality TV moments of the past and present to the latest Daily Mail headlines and everything in between. We'll dive into all the infamous and notorious messes you can't stop watching. I'm looking at you, Jax Taylor. I'm your host, Ryan Bailey.
Okay, this is episode two. This is the recap. So you might have just listened to episode one or you might have just skipped that entirely, but you are on part two now. Let us begin with the recap. Vanderpump Rules, season 10, episode eight. This is entitled By Invitation Only, because you know this Sheena Shea. She has a very strict guest list. She's checked it once. She's checked it twice, just like the Hispanic Santa Claus that she is, and only so many people can be on this list. Now, Katie Maloney has taken herself off this list. She, she is still staying at the resort. And this, I got to tell you, this I, hats off to these editors and these like the, the people that have picked the music. Everything is coming together. This is such a tight package in terms of production. And we don't really give production enough credit. We know when it's not working. You know what I'm saying? We've had seasons of Vanderpump Rules and other reality shows where you're like, oh, Jesus. And then you have shows like Selling Sunset where they hit you with such loud music, such wild edits, such crispness in the shots. That, But there's nothing there. There's no foundation. There's no raw material to work with. So they have to overdose all of these other elements of production. But this is where this season is so good because you have the meat in the sandwich. You have it. All of these characters are 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 firing like the, everything. You would point a camera at each one of these people, and there would be something interesting happening. It really there would be. But on top of that, the production is editing quicker. The music is good. It's just a really tight thing, and I think that has a lot to do with producer Jeremiah, who came back on <clears throat> this season. And I think he he he's been there since season one. And I know he took a couple of uh, seasons break, but I think. I think under his direction, this thing has, I could be wrong about this. It's just something that I noticed. It seems like there is new life in this show, even before Scandal. So by invitation only. And I will say, I, I, Sheena told me when she was on this show, she even said, she's like, we invited Max and he just didn't show up. He ghosted the wedding. Max, remember Apple Watch Max that Sheena dated a couple seasons ago? He was the manager at TomTom and they got fired from the show for like past bad tweets. Um, I mean, racist tweets, not bad tweets. Like mine are bad tweets. They're not racist. They're just bad. It's bad humor, you know? Um, so <laughs> so uh, by invitation only, they, we find out in this episode, there was a 118 people invited. And I just remember, like I, I was talking to a couple of the people, I was talking to my old roommate yesterday about what we remembered around that time period. Cause we were all talking to people in the cast of like, what it was, what was happening during that time. And I was on Shenanigans, Sheena's podcast, um, like a couple weeks before the wedding. Cause I remember her talking about Katie in between commercial breaks. And I remember, that was what I always tell you guys. I remember thinking, damn, like these people really live reality show lives. I'm like, there's always drama. Like there's no cameras here and there's drama. So I was wondering if this was a hot ticket wedding or not, like how many people didn't make the list. I noticed Peter Madrigal wasn't there. Peter's like, I've, I'm sorry. I just can't, I, we've got a big weekend at Sir. We've got, I've got to uh, polish the glassware. I've got to, I mean, we noticed Charlie is not there. I know Charlie and Sheena, there's no love lost there from what I hear. So it is funny. And then you got James begging for, uh, to, oh, get, hey, hey, guys, night. can I get a plus one for Ali, please? Love of my life. Beautiful. Very equine. I love a skin. Gla very glassy. I love her skin. I love Ali. My name is DJ James Kennedy. She's got alabaster skin, hair like a horse, a cute little button nose, a butt I'd like to bite. 
I'm a top man. My dad says I'm talented. I like house music. I don't have a problem with alcohol. Pump TD! So the cable company gives this description to us. Lisa and Ariana plan a surprise bridal shower for Sheener. James makes it his mission to score Allie an invitation to the wedding. Raquel Rachel, by the way, wouldn't it be funny if the cable company starts calling Raquel Rachel? (laughs) Rachel and Schwartz take their flirting to the next level. Oh, do they? They flirted so hard that Sandoval got involved. And then the group travels to Cancun to celebrate Brock and Sheena. Previously on Vanderpump Rules, we get a collection of scenes that we've seen this season. DJ James and Allie visit a tarot card reader and they connect to their higher selves. We're told from the tarot master, the Eight of Pinnacles card is drawn. This is the twin flame union. And James is like, that's good. Twin flames. Yeah. And he's like petting Allie's hair the whole time, which he does in this uh, upcoming scene with with, uh, his dad too. This guy's got grabby hands. He's got creepy uncle fingers. He's always grabbing and touching and like running hand, we're not running fingers down skins. Like it's, it's just, it, it just feels like the nape of your neck. Your hair would always just be on edge. Raquel informs James at sir. She's like, Ah, Tom Sandoval's having a pool party and he's invited you, I'm sure. And James is like, that's weird. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, I'm invited to the pool party. Huh, huh, huh. What, am I getting kicked out and Raquel is in this group? This is bullshit. Now, I do want to make, if you haven't listened to all the episodes this week, on Tuesday's episode, I had to let uh, some people know. (laughs) Okay, I do this uh, just one more time. For the people in the back, I have done a quivering voice for Raquel for like three years now because her voice and she even talks about this. They're like, I can't even get a toast. She has what we call a shaky voice. Uh, and I come from a theater background. That's not a joke. We talk about voices a lot and we call it being on your voice. Being on your voice is right now. I'm on my voice. You can hear there's a resonance in my voice. I can uh, be grounded in my voice. I'm not a queen. I'm not all. I'm, I'm very solid in my voice. She is never on her voice. She's learning to be. And sometimes that's a mix of not having confidence in yourself, which I don't have that much confidence in myself and I can be on my voice. So sometimes that can be the case. Sometimes there is a nodule problem in your vocal cords. Um, It can come from childhood. There's a lot of, you know, it could be psychosomatic. There's a lot of things that could be involved. But you, when we first met Raquel, I'd be like, hi, hi, James, you know, and she has that voice a lot this season. Like she's learning, like that's why that pool party last week was so awkward because it felt like maybe it was Sandoval giving her lines to say of like, you tell Lala, she's a prostitution whore. You know, it's like, Lala, you're a prostitution whore. Like she's, you can tell she's even nervous while she's saying these lines that are supposed to be her standing up for herself. Um, and like I, we've all said, if this shit hadn't have happened, this would have been a Raquel season where you rooted for her. Lala is really Lala is really fucking lucky. Schwartz is lucky. There's a couple characters that are really lucky this happened because it really takes the heat off them in another way. You would not have been championing Lala at all with this. 
you just wouldn't, you know, she calls her a baby prostitute later in the, which we all laugh at now because we're all angry at Raquel. But if this hadn't have happened, you would have been like baby prostitute. What the fuck are you talking about, girl? Like you're just talking tough once again. Like that would have been the attitude. And you guys all know that it doesn't mean. And remember, we can have differing things on who's our favorite characters and who isn't. But I think we would all agree that we'd be looking at this completely, completely different. Um, so then we have a scene where Raquel's talk, you know, like I said, Oh, anyways, the whole point was uh, somebody had said this week uh, very angrily that my Raquel voice, that I am I am doing Raquel as an elderly, mentally challenged man. And I was like, what? Where would you have ever? Like, I'm, then I, I was doing it to myself. I was like, is this the voice of a mentally elderly challenge? And I was trying to see it. I was like, maybe I could maybe because, but like. I've explained time and time again what the voice is. Either you don't listen a lot, you don't listen hard enough, or you haven't listened long enough. And all of that's fine. But in no way would I ever make fun of, and let's just be a mentally challenged elder man. I'll make fun of Raquel all day long now and Sandoval. But no, I would never do that. Uh, it's an artistic license. <laughs> and so I just want to explain before you this... Cause it is, it's my, uh, you know, that's what I'm doing. I hate to give away the tricks of the trade. Um, so <laughs> Katie and Ariana, uh, visit the recommended rental space for something about her, which is 750 square feet. I believe it's like five doors down from sir. They tell uh, Lisa that they drafted a letter of intent to get the space. And Lisa's like, shit's getting real. My yum yums. And then we see a scene of Sheena and Brock throwing it. They're like, Sheena's like, we're throwing an epic wedding fiesta celebration in mexico there's gonna be fire starters and people blowing things out their asses and pinatas it's gonna be crazy um we see this pool party where sheena tells katie she's like i don't want your negative energy at my celebration and you need to give up your room at the resort katie and katie's like no i'm entitled to a vacation in mexico and sheena's like no you stay at a different resort mexico's huge and Katie, like, Katie's in this wicker hat, which I cannot stop thinking about because it's August. If I wore a wicker in August, I would fucking just be sweating my balls off. Katie pulls it off way more than I do. But this is the scene that pissed me off because then Schwartz is like, Bubba, oh, Bubba, what are you doing? Bubba, no. Come on, Bubba, you're wrong, Bubba. Bubba, you want me to call you a Zoom? You look pretty. It was all these different lame tactics, you know? And I just I was like, fuck. That, that was, by the way, this... <laughs> On Saturday night, I had a DM exchange with Katie and um, I was, I was, I had been imbibing some wine. I mean, I even, so I, I had a lot of wine on Saturday night and I think I asked her, I was like, Hey, uh, I didn't like just, there was already a little bit of a conversation going. I didn't just pop out of nowhere and go, but I was just like, what's it? <laughs> I was like, I was like, what's it like when you get into a scene like that and then you have to leave? Is that like, bad? I don't even know what the fuck I was saying. And Katie even was like, is that a question? <laughs> And that was when I was like, you know what? I'm going to put my phone down. I'm not going to, I'm not going to, I think I'm done with, with DMs for the evening. <laughs> uh, anyways, I hated that scene. I thought Schwartz was such a doof in that scene. Um, anyways. And then we have the song. These are the best days of our lives. Just raise your glasses high. This one's for you tonight. Which, by the way, do you think DJ Tom, uh, DJ Tom Sandoval, DJ James Kennedy always plays that, I think, at the beginning of his set. But I feel like we're like six 
horrible band show gigs away of Tom Sandoval and the most extras um, where he's going to have to start singing that song, you know, like it's going to, it's going to potentially get a little more gimmicky. I once gave Sandoval the idea where I said you needed, I told him he needed to do an acoustic version of good as gold. And uh, I still think that's a great idea, but now I'm sad that I gave it to him. Uh, we started off DJ James Kennedy. He's at a chair like mine, dude. And he is, it's what I would imagine if you had seen uh, Liberace work or Michelangelo, like, you know, they're like sculptors, you know, great art. He is behind the ones and twos at a desk where a lot of good DJing happens. And he's like, it's at him and Ali's apartment in Miracle Mile. And he's, he's programming some beats. He's in the stew. He's in the home stew. And he's getting animated. He's like, doom, doom, bow, doom, doom. He's, woo, one, two, one, two, three. Motherfucker, boom, 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 boom. And Andros, James's dad, the London gangster, he's like, hey, hey, James, hey. And James's like, hey, what was that? What was that? This is my new one I'm working on, dad. And he goes, another banger, another banger. And James is like, dance with the groove. Oh, 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 dance. Oh, you got to move. And his dad's like bopping his head out of beat <laughs> completely out of beat and i just do want to point out too is his dad in other episodes have called it he's called himself a london gangster i'm a london gangster do you know george michael is dj james kennedy's godfather uh, i'm a, such a huge george michael fan i'm not joking at all i blew me away there's a picture of little baby dj james kennedy with george michael i think during his older era that album that i love and it just blows me away every time, like that his dad and George Michael were friendly. And every time, every time DJ James Kennedy's dad comes in the room, I always think it's PK. Oh, PK, what's going on? Oh, hey, don't, don't operate on the brain, do the ankle. PK Kemsley, boy George, come on out here. You know, I always think... Like British people, they all, I hate to type British. I have a really large British audience and a really huge Australian audience. Australia, what is up? Oh, I'm all over the map right now, you guys. Anyways, this is a really funny, cute scene where his dad's like, oh, another banger. Yeah. And I just love DJ James Kennedy's like, he's like in the Sahara tent. I feel like he should have glow sticks. By the way, it's like mid, it's like 12 o'clock PM during the day, bright sun, but he's like just throwing it down. We cut on over to um, <laughs> Brock and Sheena's place. I think this is in Marina Del Rey. Br Marina Del Rey. Brock is holding little Summer Moon, one of the cutest babies I've ever seen. And he's like, say hi. And Summer Moon, I think she'll eventually, when do you think, at what age do you think she'll be put into Sheena's old good as gold outfit? You know, that's going to be a Halloween outfit for Summer Moon one day. Not by Summer Moon's choice, but I think it will be a Halloween outfit. Sheena's like, mommy's doing the seating chart. And Brock's like, isn't that fun? And Sheena's like, so fun because now more people about are coming and I have to reconfigure everything. So I have Joey right here behind Raquel. And she points to this really actually very fancy flow chart on the computer where I was like, this is where I get so geeky, you guys. Because I was like, I wonder how much she would charge me for that seating chart. <laughs> I was like, I frame it. <laughs> And Brock's like, so Raquel's walking down the aisle with Joey, huh? Peter's sitting next to James. Raquel's got a little roster stacking up, <laughs> which is a really dark line. He said, Raquel's got a little roster stacking up. And dude, you just said something that means so, she definitely has a roster. Everybody at the wedding, stand up if you've hooked up with Raquel. Um, 
it's just the flow chart is just Raquel at one table and it's just a sp- I don't know it's just it's wild to think about you guys it's wild anyways Brock to summer is like you ready for uh, the wedding in six days I always like like I know this isn't Brock I do him like a little leprechaun and Sheena's like you're gonna be the cutest little flower girl ever the dance beat continues dun, 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 dun. And we're over at sir where Rachel Raquel and Charlie both working and charlie's like tatel t7 just gave us a 50 dollars over tip and she's like exciting you go girl and charlie's like money killing it i shouldn't and then this door like slams into her and she's like oh sorry i shouldn't be behind the door talking i'm trying to hide from diana you remember diana she used to be in the episode remember when Dodie told diana to go suck a dick like <laughs> go suck a dick iconic behavior this show has given us so much we're back at james and Allie's house the beat's still going dun, 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 dun. james dad and his little cut off jean shorts and james is kissing Allie. oh oh yeah ali looks very uncomfortably and kissed in front of andros why would like would you ever want to be fondled in front of your boyfriend's dad like, it just doesn't seem to be something that would be on the agenda for anybody. And James is always like, you look so beautiful. You look so beautiful, Ali. And Ali's like, thanks. You excited for tonight? Uh? And Ali's like, yeah, I think it's Lala, Sheena, and Ariana. It's nice they invited me. So I'll just go see what's up. And Andrus is like, yeah, it'll be fun. <laughs> and Ali's like, so I'm going to get ready. And James like is stroking her this whole time. And he's like kissing her. He's like, you look so pretty. I wanted to see what you're wearing, please. And Ali's like, yeah, I, I have an idea of what I'm wearing. Uh, and Andrus is like, oh, I was listening to that first. What is it? Uh, those pump sessions, huh? You've come so far from those early days, right? Right? And James is like, yeah. And James in a talking head goes, growing up my whole life, my dad was involved in the music industry. He was a big producer and was always like my biggest supporter. He'd always be strict if I came home too late. But a couple of weeks later, always be nudging me to go back to the club to see that DJ. And we see photos of little cute James growing up with his dad. I mean, this is the, this DJ Jim Kennedy a good looking guy. Right. And a really cute looking kid. He's just a pretentious asshole with a lot of deep seated issues. Uh, James is like quitting drinking dad. It did really help me. And I didn't have a sip for that two and a half years. I didn't. Uh, and Andrew's like, well, I thought it was amazing. You did that. You know, I just couldn't believe that you could still DJ and not have a drink. And James is like, I know. And that was simply impossible. And I don't care how much money you're going to pay me, but I didn't see you as having a crazy problem. Binge drinking is a rule of passage. You know, it's a rite of passage. Jesus God, are you kidding me? Did, did, did DJ James Kennedy's dad go, listen, you never had a problem, mate, huh? Huh? Yeah, that alcohol was the problem. No, you didn't have a problem. In fact, I thought it was crazy you stopped. You know, you gotta binge drink. It's a rite of passage for artists. And it's sad because it really, a lot of artists do, and I'm not calling DJ James Kennedy the artist. <laughs> you know, a lot, but it's just sad because it like reinforces this thought pattern that DJ James Kennedy is now falling back into. We're seeing the destructiveness of it. Some people can handle this, some people can't. Um, and even on Bravo, how we handle alcoholism is so different. Like Marisol seems to be able to handle it. She's on Real Housewives uh, Ultimate Girls Trip season three right now. And she just drinks constantly like she drank through all of Miami. But she likes to point out, look, listen, I can take it. I'm, I make sense. I and then you see Carl on Summer House struggling, which, by the way, go to Patreon, did a whole hour Summer House recap from this past week's episode. Patreon.com forward slash so bad it's good if you want to hear those. But I, I think it's interesting how Bravo handles it because DJ James Kennedy, we discourage him from it and he 
stopped for two and a half years. He blames that on Raquel. Like, uh, next time I do it, it's for, not for me. It's not. It's it's going to be for me, not for Raquel. I have a feeling it's going to be for Allie pretty soon, don't you? Um, because she seems to be getting annoyed with it. But I just thought it was really sad to hear his dad like, ah, it's cool. It's cool, buddy. Huh? And James is like, I know. I remember when I told mom she wasn't happy. And we got a flashback of weeks earlier where her, his mom was like, do you think that's wise? Like that you're drinking? You know, you got to proceed with caution. It's a dangerous game. Then James is telling his dad, he's like, ah, oh, and Allie is incredible. Huh? She's the love of my life. And Andrew's like, yeah, she's great. And everyone thinks, oh, James, you moved too quickly. You did this and that. Fuck off. I'm happy. I didn't really see you marrying that Raquel. <laughs> thanks. Once again, thanks for letting me know now, man. Like, good call. Glad you called it after the fact. And James like, yeah, you did have some kind of, oh, from day one. Right, right. Well, what about me and Allie then, huh? Do you, do you see me marrying her? And then he's like, yeah, a con. <laughs> like just he met her th today. He's like, yeah, in the couple of hours I met her, definitely marriage. Yep, uh huh, babies, the whole works. It's like chalk and cheese, which I love a good chalk and cheese sandwich. <laughs> He's like, obviously you uh, you know, you see Raquel, uh, it's sir, right? What's that all about? By the way, uh, Juliana Carraza took all of these notes. She kills it every week. She always puts these little notes in there because I don't know a lot of things, and she says. By the way, chalk and cheese is an expression an expression suggesting that two people are very different from each other and have nothing in common. It has the same meaning as apples and oranges. Chalk and cheese was first used by John Gower in text he wrote in the year 1390. How about, hey, you're going to learn that from other, you're going to learn that from NPR? No, you're going to learn that from so bad it's good. Yeah, we, you know what? We like to do it a little, we like to get, we like to educate where we, we like to have fun. But then I just a little scoop of medicine in there. Now, you know what chalk and cheese means. Great. Uh, James is like, it's my business. I mean, I have to deal with it. I was here before her. James is always obsessed with like childhood rules of like, don't cut, no cuts. Could you imagine going to Disneyland with this guy and you cut in front of him? He'd freak out. And Andrew's like, right. So it's mine. Sir is mine. She's on your turf. Oh, dear. And the dad gives a hearty job of the hut laugh. <laughs> and James is like, ha, 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 ha. James cares about all the wrong things. Do you, do you notice that? Anyways, next thing we're over at uh, Schwartz and Scandies. <laughs> General manager Brett Backman is doing computer work. Beep, bloop, 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 bloop. And Schwartz and Sandys uh, are there at the bar chatting. And Sandoval is like, I'm excited for this tasting. How are we doing another tasting? And Schwartz is like, me too, dude. And they always pan around the area to show that it's in disarray. And Schwartz is like, we needed some balance in the menu. Definitely, dude. I know we went like a little too divey. And Brett's like, hey, guys, after we do Greg's tasting, we can lock in our opening menu. How are we on the cocktail menu that we're supposed to have done by today? And Sandoval's like, yeah, grab the lift. Okay, pretty fun. This one, this drink's good to go. I just have to check on the cherry juice. And Brett's like, you don't even have final prices in here. And at this point, like, I, like, come on, you guys. Like, I feel like something about her already has final sandwich prices. And they have no, they're, they're not even open. And Sandoval, like, yeah, okay, interesting. 
prices. What's that all about? And then goes, Brett goes, I need the glassware. I need the final price. Cause you, you know, when you're building a drink menu, you also need to show us what cup it goes into. I did learn that in my time in the bar industry is that certain drinks would go in certain cups. So they would have to know what kind of glassware to order. You always have to account on all glass, like, you know, your glassware breaking. So you have to have extras. It's a whole rigmarole that a lot of stuff does go into this. And it seems like these guys are completely backwards on all of their priorities. And then Brett's like, dude, and I also need these drinks named. Otherwise, I can't really put blue shark drink in the POS system, which is point of sale. And Schwartz is like, oh, of course, obviously, dude, I know. Even though blue shark drink, solid name, we have so much shit to do, but it's doable. And Brett's like, I can't believe you guys are leaving for a wedding. And Schwartz is like, dude, we don't want to. We hate Sheena. <laughs> Trust me. If I wasn't in the wedding, I would say, Hey man, I love you guys. And Sandoval's like, you could see if Sheena can like postpone the wedding. And then they all share a hearty laugh. <laughs> and then Katie walks in. And by the way, Katie's in this like black dress number. Like to me, this was like a, like a, like look at what you're missing kind of a dress, like a va va boom kind of a moment. And she just like, you know, walks in all done up and Sandoval's like, Oh, Hey, what's up? And Katie's like, hi, uh, how's it going? And Schwartz is like, Hey, welcome to Schwartz and Sandy's. And, you know, Sandoval's like, you look great. And George's like, hey, are you even allowed in here? LOL. And Katie's like, I don't know. Am I? And, and George's like, eh, 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 yeah, pull my finger. And we see Schwartz in a talking head go, after Tom and Ariana's pool party, Katie and I, we like hugged it out. Which, what the fuck does that even mean? Does that mean like they boned? Does that mean they went to like the bone zone? Like I... Terry, if you're listening, I hope you're not like I, I, but you know what I'm saying? Like, did that mean like we hugged it out? Does that mean like intercourse? Like, I, I mean, like, I know I, I know I'm just reading too much into all of this shit. Anyways, he's like, not like literally, but verbally we hugged it out. We came to an understanding. There was empathy. I feel like Tom was about to start using sign language of like Tatanka to hugs. Uh, we see text between shorts and Katie. And uh, Schwartz is like, I didn't mean to say, just say truce for the big day. Anyways, don't be too upset, bub. Boys will cuddle you. And then Katie goes, Mexico is going to be a girl's trip for Christina and I. I don't like they both call each other bub. And I, me and my ex called each other or she called me like I do think you you, you kind of unfortunately when you break up like this, you do have to watch the monikers that you've given even and even though they have this kind of sentimental value that, that feels like a warm hug. Sometimes it can also then be used against you. So even when you're like if, if they're in a fight with you, they'll be like, you're acting like a complete bitch, bub. You know, like it's like it's this thing. And I just don't feel like Schwartz deserves to use the moniker of bub. I think he uses it. I, I'm, I'm just getting protective at this point. Anyways, George is like, how are you feeling? And she's like, good. I felt weird chasing you out the other day. And Katie's like, well, I probably should have just stayed on the sidelines, to be honest. Yeah, you know. Um, so uh, Katie's like, you want a Coke or do a vodka soda? And then Schwartz is like, ow, oh, ow, 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 ow. And he starts like falling down. He's like, my leg. Oh, my God. I'm getting old. Like, I think he has like, like cricket rickets or fucking like his body's like just like he's like ah oh, he's like cramping up he's it's it's like the weirdest thing and brett was like what was that and she was like i don't know i'm getting rickety man and schwartz and the talking that goes i invited katie to the tasting a 
because I respect her opinion. And two, now and Greg enters the room. Greg, remember being the other supposed owner who's always really gruff, even though I owe him an apology now. I said at the beginning of the season that Greg was the villain of this season. And back in the day when I said to Ariana, she was like, yeah, Greg's a jerk. And now I feel like I owe Greg an apology. Um, uh, so... And by the way, I do believe Schwartz does respect Katie's opinion. I do believe that. I think Schwartz is that guy that doesn't, uh, he wants he wants it all, but he doesn't even really think it out that way. Like he's like, oh, I want everything. He doesn't really, I just think he's like, there's a laziness there or what it appears to be is there's a laziness there where he just, I just don't want any problems. But in having that kind of attitude, you just let everything happen. And you can't do that. At certain times, you have to take a stand. And you always can't take a stand against the ones that you love. That can't be the place you're most comfortable in, in taking a stand. But he's that guy that wants, I just want everybody happy, man. I just want everybody to have a good time. And that's not how life works a lot of the time. So it usually ends up backfiring on people like this. And I, I include myself sometimes in behaving like that a lot. And uh, it's very hard. But also, I sometimes then look at that behavior on myself and I go, and I, I shit you not, I will watch this show. And I do, even with Sandoval's behavior, I've questioned certain things that I've done. And I know that sounds silly, but these shows can be of help in some ways. Check your own behavior. Because I'm like, okay, where, because I've done that. I've been like, well, just say whatever it takes to make somebody happy. Don't rock the boat. Don't that. And that never really works for me. And I, it's taken until, you know, middle ages to even recognize that in myself. Um, Schwartz continues in a talking head. It's also my little way of saying to Katie, I still care about you and I still want you to be a part of my life. And I want to make you work. <laughs> Two women enter. They're greeted with highs. Jolene, Greg's wife, is there and some niece or something, which, by the way, now I'm like, get any young girls away from these guys. Get this girl out of here. And Katie's like, hey, I'm Tom, soon to be ex-wife, but we're still besties. And I was like, oh, man, <laughs> we're still besties. Like, listen, maybe in a couple of years. And the this reminds me of that song that I play sometimes on the podcast. Uh, same old, uh, same old anxiety by Dan Fogelberg. My dad used to play it all the time. I remember in his car, uh, in Kansas when I was a little kid and it was about this dude that runs into one of his exes on new year's Eve and talks about the years and like when they used to be together and they have this moment at a grocery store and, uh, they realize things can't be what they once were. And it's like, I remember as a kid thinking like, wow, wouldn't it be cool one day I have a relationship that doesn't like that goes completely south. And I find myself bumping into my ex-girlfriend on a new year's Eve. And then you realize, man, these, as you grow up, like sometimes they're really good in song format because they make you feel really quickly and deeply. But then sometimes when you have to do it in your actual life, it really, really can suck and it can leave a, a psychic scar forever. Um, so, uh, so Schwartz, uh, sorry, Sandoval and the talking heads like Schwartz and I knew when we decided to stick things out with Greg, they were going to have to swallow our pride and do some things that he really wanted to do. So we're doing another tasting menu because Greg is very adamant about doing an upscale feud menu, which at this point, it's like, guys, we just did a tasting like scene a couple of, I feel at this point, Greg just wants food. He's just hungry all the time. I'm just so confused. And Greg's like, oh, this is our house made lobster corn dog with fresh corn butter. You can pull it off a stick, bite in a half, do whatever you want, put it in your butt. I don't care. Uh, next, we got the roasted beef carpaccio salad with the goat cheese vinaigrettes. Yep, yep, yep. Sandoval is drinking, by the way, a Coors Light. What is this? Is this the one of the cool things as you get older? You just start 
you just start fucking drinking at business meetings. Like when he, when Schwartz and Sandy were meeting Lisa last week at pump, he was like, uh, I'll take a fro they and a beer, which also is just like the combination of that still upsets my stomach thinking about, but you know what I'm saying? I'm like, Whoa, wait, what? You're just drinking a Coors light. And we're like that. It's weird to me. I don't know. Maybe this, I don't know how the business works. Greg's like, uh, these are crab beignets with the tarragon green goddess dipping sauce. Uh, and Sandoval takes a bite. Like, he goes, that's nice. That's real nice. Ooh, a lot of oohs, ahs. And Sandoval's like, we can get open by August 31st. At this point, I will say to anything, Greg, I'll say yes to anything Greg wants to serve to make that happen. Now, what you're potentially going to see on the, the end of the show is that they're making this August 31st deadline. You're going to see, I think, something about her do a little opening themselves. And um, uh, I will say they did not open on August 31st, even though the show might present it as that. I believe they opened in November. Uh, but that's that's artistic license. That's neither here nor there. Um, and then Greg's like, here's a tahini-based Caesar salad. Uh-huh. Everybody's like, yeah, yeah. Here's a flat iron steak and beef tallow fries. Everybody's like, that's sexy, yeah. And Sandoval's like, looks like we got a menu. And Brett's like, sooner I get the end of this price and I can input input into the POS. I feel like sometimes they and Brett in scenes are like, Brett, we'll give you $100 every time you can work the word POS into a scene. Anyways, they're all patting themselves on the dicks. And Greg's like, it's not all me. I got a kick-ass chef in the kitchen. Next thing we're going to work on is desserts. And Katie's like, well, make sure you call me. And I was like, well, do it quick. <laughs> um, so Greg, by the way, Greg says they got this kick-ass chef, but then didn't, didn't, Schwartz have this scene last week where he's like, we have this amazing chef. He's just never worked in a kitchen before. <laughs> we have found this amazing chef on TikTok. He's just, he's never worked professionally and has never seen a kitchen in his life. It's uh, we found him in the woods. <laughs> so anyways, so they're all happy about this new scene. We're going to Wilsh Wilshire Boulevard at this eatery called D Dono, D-O-N-O, -O, where Sheener, our, I already call her Sheener, Shishu, Ariana, and Lala are arriving and seated at a table for four. They're all sitting down, and and Sheena's Sheena's sitting down, and Lala goes, "Your ass be hitting right in those jeans, girl." And little Lala's like, "Yeah, your ass looks amazing. Woo! I'm gonna whip my pussy out." And she's like, "Thank you." And Lala's like, "You're welcome." And then Sheena goes, "You have a hot denim dress on. I want to borrow that." And Lala goes, "Anytime." This is what I imagine hot girls just do all the time. They just compliment each other, hug each other, tell each other they're beautiful, and then just borrow shit from each other. You know, like it just seems that's like that's like code. I don't know. Anyways, everybody's color coordinated. Ariana's there, and Allie gets there, and she's like, "Thanks for inviting me." You got to remember, Allie, I believe, is 25 years old. Really, kind of young. Not that these people, none of these people are old, but Allie is, is much younger. And uh, I do say already, you get a very different sense from Allie than Raquel Rachel. Um, so much so that I am, you know, besides the extreme youth uh, that Raquel was when DJ James Kennedy was dating her and Allie, like, I, I wonder what, because Allie seems like she has a little bit of a head on her shoulders. And I, I don't want to regret saying that, but it always seems like she gets it. I just already don't understand why she stands for it. Or like why she, you know what I'm saying? Like, that's the part I don't get. Cause like, she seems like she gets it. She even gets the underlying meaning of things. Sheena and, uh, sorry, Ariana on a talking head goes, yeah, I hung out with Allie in like big group settings and she's so sweet. And I feel like she should just be included in things more. But I did let Raquel know that I was inviting her. And I'm like, good. That's what a good friend does. You know, it would have been great if like, uh, Ariana was like, and you know, I, uh, I do like Allie. And, as a gift of welcoming her to the group, I did sleep with DJ James Kennedy just to 
really show her what we're all about here. Like it's so like, this is what sucks is that this does seem like this is, I believe. And this is what I've always noticed Ariana to be is really kind and kind of also, you know, it's like those people that bring you in when you know, nobody, um, and like include you when they don't have to. And I know this is a show and I know people are required to film with people and stuff, but I do always believe, uh, Ariana is like that. In fact, one of the first times this was like, when I, when I first moved to Los Angeles, I remember I was like at a roller skating party for a comedian, like long time ago, like, you know, God, 18 years ago, something wild, really fun. But I didn't really know anybody. And I remember there was like a group of comedians, uh, smoking a J and, I, you know, I'm not a real big weed smoker or anything, but I remember uh, not really knowing anybody. And I, I think like, and I was, I was sitting there taking my roller skates off and Sarah Silverman was there and she was like, Hey, and she saw me. He's like, Hey, do, you know, I was sitting, she's like, Hey, come here. Do you, you want to smoke with us? And she just, and it was like the nicest, I mean, and then I just proceeded to like, <laughs> just, I just didn't know where I was. I became a different person. I just ran around naked. It was, you know, but it was like those moments when somebody's nice to you when they don't have to. Those really like mean a lot to people like do that in your own lives. Whenever you can try to let other people inside of a group, don't ever close off groups, even though the, I'm not, actually, now that I say that, I don't mean that for the Vanderpump rules cast close ranks. You guys do not let anybody else do in danger. Will Robinson abort abort. Do not let everybody new in. No, this is bad news bears. Uh, Raquel has not worked out. I mean, she has worked out in terms of the, you know, reinvigorating the show. But I also want to point out, I thought about this all week too, is that Raquel, Rachel, Rocky, Rachella, how, whatever we're calling her, I'm saying this delicately, is her actions have reinvigorated aspects of the show. She herself does not have star power. Do you know how Lala pops on screen? Like I can say she pops on screen, even though I kind of think it's like a bit and I don't really DJ James Kennedy, as much of a dick as he is, pops on screen. Sandoval is ridiculous and pops on screen. These people have pop on screen. Raquel has never popped on screen for me. I've rooted for her before because she's the underdog. And in this situation, it is fascinating. But I've never believed in a lot of what she was saying, except that like, listen, don't bully me, Lala, or don't this. But you know what I'm saying? There's a difference between watching a star or watching a reality star and then just appreciating actually the environment that they have created, which I think Raquel has helped in creating a really toxic environment now, which they're all going to get to play in that sandbox in season 11. So Ariana is a really good friend. Checked with Raquel first, which by the way, if they were already hooking up, which by this time they probably were, or in some capacity, she's like, that's so sweet of her, I guess. I'll continue to fuck her, dude. Like, what do you think? Like, wouldn't like I want to know that shit about Raquel of like every time I talked to Ariana, when Ariana had me over for Thanksgiving, when Ariana did this for me, when we shared an Uber, just me and Ariana two weeks before this happened. That's the shit that I want to know. Did she feel fucking guilty every time? We know Tom now is the devil and obviously could just live with anything, live through everything, and not give a fucking care in the world. But did it ever? Did it ever keep you up at night, Raquel, when you were staring at your galaxy light, pumping EDM louder, at, loud as it possibly could so it could drown out those fucking thoughts that you have about what a bad thing you were doing? That's the stuff I want to know. 
And I, I get scared that we're not going to find that stuff out at the reunion. Who knows? So Sheena in a talking head goes, I really like Allie and I would love to get to know her more as long as it doesn't hurt Raquel's feelings. And Lala in a talking head goes, I really don't give a fuck, yo, if it hurts Raquel's feelings. Huh? And she smiles. That line plays good now. Wouldn't have played amazing if none of this happened. Uh, so they're all ordering and uh, Lala's like, I like girl time. I like girl time when I would rip people's head off because they're talking about girl time. That's my favorite girl time, Lala says. And little Lala's like, yeah, you tell them, Lala. And Ariana's like, well, did you get your head ripped off last night? And to Sheena, and she's like, no. I just felt like everyone was trying to take everyone's heads off. And Ariana's like, no. And I was there over there like, no, don't be mean. Don't be mean over there. Don't be mean. And Lala goes, no, everyone got to don't be mean, except for Raquel, who was the only one being mean. And Sheena's like, I feel like Raquel was standing up for herself. And Lala leans closer. And she's like, Sheena, she tries to plan out how the argument is going to go. And it doesn't go the way she thinks she is. And little Lala's like, yeah. Yeah, Lala proceeds to demonstrate emotion like an AI robot with ticks, like dunk, 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 dunk. Um, <laughs> but it's like Raquel does seem very uncomfortable in her body and her voice, all of it, that stuff, and and it does come off very robotic, very fembot uh, from Austin Powers. Uh, we get a flashback of the pool party where Raquel's like, la la, literally like, and Lala goes, put a thought together. I know you can do it. And Lala on this scene goes, this bitch calls me a mistress bimbo as she's in a pink sarong with six inch heels at a fucking pool party in Village Billy. All right. And little Lala's like, yeah, fuck Rachel. We see a, a peak of Allie smiling and Ariana goes, she looked hot. And Sheena goes, she did. And Lala goes, she looked like a baby prostitute. Yeah, baby prostitute. Lala on the talking head goes, when she was yelling at me, standing right next to me, I was literally having a conversation with her vagina. Can you please back the fuck up? And little Lala's like, yeah, only have a conversation with me. Little Lala, talk to me. Lala's vagina, not Raquel's vagina. Boo. The server brings a dish and swirls honey on it, which that reminded me of the Dawn, Lala's dude that made her squirt all over that Airbnb a couple weeks ago. And Lala loves the honey. And I was just like, oh, that don't bring up honey again. Because he remember he had a bee tattoo on his ear. He's like, that's honey, the bee. Oh, my God. Um. <laughs> I joked with somebody this week that I left a bad Airbnb review on that house in Lake Havasu. And I was like, this bed is wrecked. <laughs> um, anyways, Lala goes, by the way, Ali, can I tell you, James is one of the funnest people I've ever met in my whole life. I'm like, yeah, yeah, Lala. Didn't you do like gymnastics with him while you were having sex? He's so fun. And Ariana's like, he's so fun. And Sheena's like, he told me last night about y'all's tarot card reading and uh, Sheena goes, she said to James recently that he's her twin flame. And Lala goes, I thought that a twin flame could become very toxic. And Ariana's like, yeah, that's what I thought it was. And Allie goes, well, it doesn't necessarily mean that it's like, yay. It's just like a deeper connection. Apparently, you're supposed to meet in every single lifetime. And that cracked me up because then I just kept thinking, what does that look? What does DJ James Kennedy look in every every single lifetime? He's like, hey, you <laughs> know. I'm DJ James Kennedy in the 1890s. This is my fat fucking horse that eats too much horse food. He's fucking fat. Big old fat horse. And then <laughs> James in the DJ James Kennedy in the 1500s. He's like, oh, you're all eating your porridge, you big fat fucking people, huh? Eating your porridge. Oh, come on, you fat fucks. <laughs> 
every period of time, James just fat shames a different, different. <laughs> You're all fat, you big fat fucks. <laughs> Get on a treadmill. It's not even invented yet. My God. Um, Sheena's goes, uh, he's like, how much do I, how much do I have to be away from Allie at the wedding? And I was like, look, James, literally, I had barely met Allie briefly, but she can come to the welcome party. She can come to the after party. And Allie very normally says, listen, I barely know Sheena. I would not expect her to invite me to her wedding. I don't know why James is so obsessed with me getting the seat at the wedding. Maybe that's because Raquel is there. I don't know. Maybe that is just, she goes, it's probably just because Raquel is there. And I'm like, this girl gets it. This girl gets it. Why is DJ James Kennedy so damn obsessed? It makes no sense to me at all. Except that it does because he's still weirdly obsessed with Raquel. And I think he's not even obsessed with Raquel and that he loves her. I think he's obsessed with her because other people are becoming friends with her, like Ariana, Tom, Sheena. And I think he doesn't like that. I think, you know, he used to, she used to be that prize that he could show off. Like Allie is that prize, that kind of shiny prize of like, look, this makes me a better person by being with this person. Um, And now he's lost that and other people have taken an interest in that. And he's like, that was mine. That's mine. She's she's for me. That's my. You can't have her. You should have me. You want me, right? DJ James Kennedy. Anyways, um, Ariana's like, hey, by the way, uh, Sheena, can you come uh, to the tea on Tuesday? And Sheena's like, well, what's Tuesday? And she's like, oh, Lisa just wants to have a little tea at her house. And she's like, fuck that. I swore off tea parties last year. We get a flashback to last season, those tea parties when Lisa had them over where Lala tells Sheena, she's like, you know why he wasn't allowed to see his kids, correct? Talking about Brock. And he goes, because she slammed him with a domestic violence charge. And then we have another scene where Charlie says to Sheena at the other tea party, I have been so loyal to you, Sheena, and such a good friend, and it has not been reciprocated at all. Which, by the way, we have not seen any scenes with Charlie and Sheena, I don't believe. Anyways, Ariana says, I don't think it will be all like that at all. She just wants to have a little ladies tea. And uh, Sheena goes, well, listen, I'm not trying to have a fight with Katie at Lisa's house for a tea party. And Ariana goes, listen, I don't anticipate a fight. I think it'll be fine. Wear flat. If you have to run, you have to run. And Sheena goes, no one's going to make me run. This is the Sheena that goes to court. She's like, no one. I stand up for what is right. I am Sheena Shea, soon to be Sheena Davies, and I will stand up for myself. In 2014, Stasi said I looked like my wedding was a Mexican quinceanera, and I will be standing in my power at my second wedding because I'm Sheena Shea Marie Davies. Um... So, by the way, this is going to be a surprise party for Sheena. We zip over to Schwartz's apartment in the Valley Village, where we actually, to his credit, we see a little bit of the floor. Some of the boxes seem to have been moved. There is a floor there that we are now seeing, and he's trying to attempt some push-ups. And the dog, their dog is there. He's like, I love you, Gordo. I'm grateful for you, brothers. I'm grateful for you, Mom. I'm grateful for you, Dad. And then he can't do any more push-ups and falls down. He's like, that's enough. I can't do anymore. Can't do it. <laughs> Over at the beach, Katie and Charlie are attending a paddleboard yoga class, which this is just a chance to show off their their rock-hard bodies in poses. I you know, wasn't mad at it. Another scene brings Lala meeting with Brock and Sheena at a restaurant called Rocco's in Boys Town. Uh, I believe Lance Bass is a part owner of Rocco's. 
Anyways, they're all meeting. And Brock's like, hey, how are you doing? Hey, Lala. Lala said she's been at the beach. I'm, she's like, I'm sure I have sand all over myself in my hair, in my ass. Like this here, here goes Lala, just trying to, in my ass, in my pussy. Yeah, you have sand in me, little Lala. And Sheena goes, wow, you look like you just came from a photo shoot. And Lala's like, I do? Wow, love that. Anyways, they order food. Lala orders a soft pretzel. Brock is like, yeah, I'll have a little salmon and rice. He's always eating healthy. So they're talking about the final count of the wedding being 118. And Brock's like, hey, do we get to keep you all of the trip, Lala? And she's like, what do you mean? She's like, like with all the activities going on, like obviously you and Raquel. And Lala goes, well, I told Sheena that if she has anything that's just her bridesmaids, because I can't hide my energy. You know how I am. Lala on a talking head goes, if I go to these bridesmaids events, I'm in close quarters with Raquel Rachel. There's no escape route. Unless I throw her in the ocean, which I would never do because I'm afraid of prison. Which, by the way, what I say to Lala is, yo, real G's ain't afraid of prison, yo. Come on, man. You ain't afraid of jail. Come on, Lala. Um, <laughs> I find this interesting, though, of like Lala going, I can't be around that girl. Like, you know, like back in the old, like Raquel is not harmless, obviously, because it's done some really horrific things. But you just ignore her. Like, she's just like a weird, like, there's just nothing there where I just find it so weird that she gets Lala's goat so hard when she barely speaks, you know? Uh, Lala's like, hey, anything where there's a larger group of people, like the boat, I'll be there. And Brock's like, I've got some fun news, though. I want to share with you. I got a message yesterday from my kid's mom back in Australia because of the pressure I got from you and that it's really changed everything. We see Lala on a talking head goes, Brock and I had a very rough start. Flashback to 2018 where they were fighting. Sandoval's like, Lala, stop, stop. And Lala goes, this man hasn't seen his children in four fucking years. How dare you compare my fiance, who is a stand-up man. And Sandoval's like, Lala, okay. And then in a talking head, she continues, now that I'm in the situation I'm in with Randall, I've realized that situations are not black and white. And Lala goes, listen, I'm so happy that you are where you are right now, Brock. But truth be told, it was never my place to ever do any of that to you. And Brock's like, I wish I could say I agree. But to be honest, that's what friends do. Hey, I'm a leprechaun. Lala, still in the talking head, says, we started getting together, getting these kids together. Brock is an incredible husband to Sheena. He's an amazing dad. They show us these IG videos of Brock and the way he treats my baby. Because we do always see them together. We do always see Brock with, um, uh, uh, you know, Lala's child. And it uh, it really, you know, it does seem like they've got a nice little thing going. Um, and Lala is choking up and she's like, look, look, I really love that dude a lot. So. I just thought about this. What, what are we to take from this? Is that like all of us, Lala can be really wrong as much as she can be right. And also people do change. Hopefully this is a change situation. I've always had a really good time around Brock. He's always, you know, like, and I never know, like any of these guys now, who knows? They all seem somewhat suspect now, but, um, you know, I remember Lala going for him, going for him. And it turned out Randall was the real piece of shit. And I feel like that's the thing that, you know, everybody has given Lala a lot of grace in terms of that. Because remember, a lot of people forget Randall's been around on the show, even though we didn't know it was Randall. Remember the, you know, NDAs to sign for Coachella, you know, and that got brought up at the reunion. They, you know, that Randall all took him to Coachella, but they had to sign an NDA. Like Lala held on to this, that she was dating some 
football player or basketball star and said it was Randall. She swore up and down and up and down and up and down. So what I'm saying is that like, I love where Lala is right now, but Lala got here. There was a lot of lies involved because she was protecting the man she loved. There was a lot of um, accusations thrown other places instead of looking, taking a hard look at herself. And I feel like a lot of this cast has given her grace in how she has treated them over all of the seasons, you know? Which, by the way, I'm still wondering the Schwartz, the bootleg Kardashian comment comes up. That's got to be coming up pretty soon. That's what's confusing me because they only seem like they have a couple episodes left. But then I was like, there's all those scenes we saw in the midseason trailer where I think they're they're in Hermosa Beach where the Sandoval um, Raquel thing gets brought up about them flirting at the Abbey. We have these other scenes where I'm like, we got the wedding, then we go back to Hermosa. Then I'm trying to piece it all together. And it just seems like more than 11 episodes that who knows? And Brock goes, I do have a past that I'm not proud of, but I know for a fact that I'm not going to make those mistakes. And I promise I learned from them, man. And I think we got there because that you had your experiences, right? I don't mind being held to a standard because I want to be that standard for everybody around me. And you did that. And Lala's like, I know. And I'm thrilled for you. And I will always tell you that I am so sorry for the way that I approached the situation. I'm not going to get, I'm really sorry, Brock. And then little Lala's like, I'm sorry too, Brock. And he reaches over the table and grabs her hand. And Sheena and I talk and I goes, Lala and I have made such progress in our friendship. I have even talked about getting a house here together, raising the girls together, just having an unconventional modern family sort of life. It's called Sister Wives. It's a really good show. It's uh, I don't like Cody, but it's a good show. Brock will absolutely help with both girls. And she goes, the conjugal visits will just be with me, obviously. That's a dark line. Brock, I'm telling you, do not ever fucking, just don't. You see how it goes for Sandoval? Just don't cheat. Don't cheat. Don't cheat, please. It's not going to go good. Lala goes, I just have to maintain being a strong, independent mother that my daughter grows up and has like, my mom went through hell and back and provided a great life for me. That's all I care about. And Brock's like, yeah, that's what I know. She knows. She will know. You guys are good moms. And Lala's like, you crying is enough to make me. And Brock's like, you're talking about her and my mom. That's it. Everything else. Hey, I'll run through it. And they're all crying. And this has been a really nice friendship. You know, we've seen them hate each other. We've seen them love each other. And they're in a good spot right now. And I think that's really beautiful, especially because of their daughters. What I will say, though, being a fan of this show and knowing life is that you always wonder what the shelf life is on this. Like, yeah, man, it'd be amazing if they're friends forever. But this cast, if you've tracked the progress, they go up and down in terms of friendships. So... I hope that this is what it's like, you know, but also being on the show also encourages uh, friendship fights, friendship breakups, wild thing happened. So put this, let's bookmark the scene. We'll revisit it in a year and see where we're at. Okay, new day. We're swinging by Villa Rose in Beverly Hills for Lisa's tea party, where Lisa's filling a table with lots of food. Oh, I've got to do everything around here. Oh my God. Uh, by the way, I got a text a couple of weeks ago, and now I finally can, I got a text a couple of weeks ago that Villa Rosa was being sold off market and that it was already sold. And, but it wasn't, I, I didn't get a strong confirmation. So I didn't bring it to you guys or post about it. But then today I heard somebody else talking about it on a TikTok, And so I'm like, okay, so now I can say it, but crystal light, you guys, that's what I'm drinking. Um, so yeah, it looks like Villa Rosa is being sold. I think around like 20 million or something really crazy, but that, that really makes me curious. Cause sorry, pump is getting, you know, pump might be closing. Villa Rosa is being sold. I mean, I, I do wonder, there's a part of me, you know, Vanderpump has a couple of, uh, you know, big things going on in Vegas. I wonder if there's ever a world where Ken and Lisa would move to Las Vegas. Would there ever be a world in which that would happen? It, it's something I, uh, I don't know. It's just something I've been thinking about. 
Lisa to her ponies, her little ponies, like, are you ready to party? These kids are going to get randy. <laughs> Tom and Ariana are the first to arrive, and Ariana's like, hi, you look stunning. Everything looks beautiful. Oh, my God, you brought the ponies up. Schwartz comes in next, then Raquel, Brad, Logan. Brad and Logan are around as two BFFs. Then DJ James Kennedy, Lisa welcomes in all, and there's pump teenies, you guys. Pump teenies are ready to pour. I'm telling you guys. Uh, by the way, Juliana Carraza visited Los Angeles I believe with her daughter a while back and they uh, had the pump teeny. And I'll tell you my experience with pump teenies, they go down smooth and you will have the worst hangover of your life. You will be praying to God that you, it's, it's, it's insane. It is insane. You guys, it's really brutal, but it goes down so smooth. It just, when it, when it hits your lips, it just, it's so, it's so sweet, but so you just don't even realize. And then you are fucked up beyond imagine like it's just it's you're 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 insanely fucked up for for life i've still not recovered from the hangover of a pump teeny but also we see dj james kennedy having his first pump teeny he's like i'd say this is my first pump teeny in like three and a half years we get a flashback at james at sir yelling at jacks going you need to take an order we need to get more cosmopolitans pump teeny which is really just an iconic scene we get a nice shot of sandoval at the beverage table with his smiling dolt raquel standing so close to him in conversation and it's just like you son of a bitch you dirty son of a bitch james is like it's not like i'm engaged anymore so we're going ham he always thinks like we're all like oh you're drinking you know, he's just so, what a weird guy. I can drink now that I'm not engaged. Schwartz awkwardly laughs. Ken is hobbling around. He's like, what did you copy me on the hat? They're all wearing this weird uh, hat. I mean, it's a sun hat. And Lisa's like, you're on dog duty, Ken. And Ken walks away. Oh, I can do that. Uh. And Lisa's like, I'm on wild animal duty with these randy kids. <laughs> Where's Nicolaine? Everyone's drinking, cheering, laughing. Schwartz is like, Sheena has no idea. And Ariana's like, well, she thinks Lisa's having us up for a girl's tea. I told her it's not going to be that bad, but it's her surprise bridal shower. Um, and Lisa, uh, Lala's arriving and Lisa is like, hello. And Lala's like, look at those boobies. Lala immediately sexualizes the situation like, yeah, look at that vagina, Lisa. Woo! And Lisa's like, I know, they're real. Everyone thinking it may be Sheena arriving starts to say surprise. And Lala's like, you wasted a shitty surprise on me, which is one of my favorite scenes from Big Daddy with Adam Sandler. And Ariana's like, okay, we're going to sing Good as Gold when she comes in. So the the cue is schnooky. And Sheena now is arriving with a plant gift for Lisa. And she's like, this pond, we're thinking, oh my gosh. And Lisa's like, hello, lovely. Oh, and she's like, where's Hanky and Panky? The, the, you know, the ducks. And Lisa's like, you didn't have to bring a flower. And she's like, I know. And Sheena and I talking to her goes, anytime I hear the words tea party, count me out. The group's all gathered waiting in the backyard. Uh, there's more people that have arrived. And someone says, I feel like we're at a bloody wedding. Lisa's like, I got you a glass of champagne, Sheena. A couple of the girls are here. Sheena rounds the corner. We hear everybody awkwardly singing, because we're good as gold, because we're good as gold, because we're good as gold. I love that Sheena, though, hears her song and she's like, yeah. And she starts singing. She's like, because we're good. She loves singing. I, It really, no matter what you feel about Sheena, this is a really fun song. It just is. It's a song that gets you going, man. 
Uh, Supreme, Sheena is sort of stunned, laughing. Everybody hugs her. Ariana are talking head goes, it's next to impossible to surprise Sheena. First of all, she has all of our locations on her phone. Sheena are talking head goes, to be honest, I'm half surprised. My sister's car kind of gave it away. <laughs> they show a shot of her sister, Courtney, who has very long blonde hair. And Sandoval's like, when's Brock getting here? And Sheena's like, he's on his way. He should be here soon. He had to pick up his mom at the airport. Uh, everybody's eating. Lisa's like, where did you get that little plate, Schwartz? And Schwartz is like, where did you get a big plate? In the stack of big plates. And Schwartz is like, oh my God, I'm undercompensating. Like always. <laughs> Schwartz seems to be that guy that just always, I don't know. I don't know where anything is ever. Lala goes, is Ali still not invited to the actual ceremony? And James is like, uh-huh, yes. And Lala's like, have you asked her? Because she really likes Ali. Oh, does she? And Lala goes, I wonder if she's not invited because maybe Raquel doesn't want her here. Obviously. And Lala goes, oh, did I just nail it? By the way, also, DJ James Kennedy's in these like pink little tiny little like sunglasses that kind of work on him, kind of. You're like, I think those, it's like, there's one of those sunglasses where you're like, I think those work. Who knows, right? Like it's in the eye of the beholder, but he is loose. You can tell he's, he's been imbibing some pump teenies. And James is like, you nailed it. Yeah. Like, are you Dr. Seuss or something? I don't get that. Am I missing what that mean? Like, did I nail it? Are you Dr. Seuss or something? Is that just, that's not me, right? Like that makes no sense. Anyways, James in the talking head goes, this isn't about the budget. It's not about the bloody tablecloths or how many steaks and surf and turfs are being served. It's literally about what Raquel wants. She says to Lala, I will say it's a complete out of body experience. Like having to be around my ex fiance all the time. Ariana is with Raquel and Sheena talking about uh, hyacinths. How do you say that fucking name of the plant? Hyacinths? 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 Hyacinth. I, there's, I'm not doing it because I know what it is. It's a flower and they all like it. Anyway, DJ James Kennedy is like, <laughs> oh my God, you guys. Um, I just lost my place too. When I said Hyacinth, I accidentally hit the cursor. And uh, anyways, okay, I found it now. Can somebody, hey, uh, if you're watching on YouTube, leave it in the comments how to pronounce Hyacinthus. Hyacinthes. Anyways, James goes, should I ask? He says this to Lolly. He goes, hey, hey, should I ask Ali to marry me in Mexico? Uh-uh. <laughs> Which is like, you know, your immediate thought is, dude, that's what he was so pissed at last season at the end when he got that engagement party to Raquel Rachel that Brock and Chino was potentially going to do that. And Lala goes, I am so fucking done. James, why not? Because you moved on so quickly and I don't necessarily think you even care uh, at this point. And James is like, no, that's not fair. Uh-huh. Hello. I mean, payback's a bitch. Which is now he's very much realizing or actually in acknowledgement of what Brock and Sheena did at their engagement party. And Lala's like, oh, okay. So you mean like a payback? And James is like, no. I mean, it's just a thought I had, okay? But like, honestly, I mean, you know, I do think big. Huh? Guys night. <laughs> he pounds his chest like King Kong right there. He is acting very crazy. I don't think this is just pump teenies. I also think this is um, Adderall teenies as well, potentially. And Sheena goes, seriously, um, thanks for doing this, Lisa. Thanks. This is so special. And Lisa's like, of course, I wanted to do something for you because you know I'm not going to set foot at another one of your weddings. And Sheena's like, I know. In Mexico, it's a destination. It's a lot. Lisa and Italian goes, if you want a successful marriage, don't let me be involved in your wedding. I mean, look at Sheena. She got engaged at my house. And we see a photo of Sheena and Mike Shea, 2014 to 2016. We see Tom and Katie and their wedding in the woods. Then we see Katie and... Uh, 
United States, 2016 to 2022. And it's like, Sheena, I'm doing you a favor. My track record is 100% failure. And Sheena goes, well, we're going to have anniversaries the same week, Lisa. And she's like, yes, I'm on the 28th of August. And she's like, I'm on the 23rd. And Pandora is on the 27th, Lisa's daughter. And Lisa goes, yeah, so we could share the anniversary. And Sheena's like, we could all go on like a big trip every year and celebrate our anniversary. And Lisa's like, okay, uh, slow down. Uh, you really do get the sense that Lisa's like, I really love that all of you kids have put your miseries of life on my show for my benefit. And I've made a lot of money, but I do not want to hang out with you in any kind of familial, uh, you know, uh, place. If the camera's on, maybe. <laughs> um, so James is swinging on Lisa's tree swing and Brock walks in and Brock's like, well, well, I heard there was a surprise. And Brock's like, I'm glad they surprised you. This was Ariana's doing. I can't hide anything from you. By the way, Brock's haircut looks amazing. He cut all of his hair off. 10 years younger. Sheena goes, I'm not that girl. I didn't go through his phone, but he just leaves it out. He doesn't hide anything. He's like, no, I'm open. I'm totally open. I don't cheat. I don't cheat. Please. Anything. I'm very open. James and Sandoval are playing ping pong. And James is like, first to 21. And Sandoval's like, okay. And James misses. He's like, oh, good shot. I'll take it. All right. And Schwartz is like, that's my spot right here. And James is like, we have a whole audience. Hey, guys, what's up? Guys playing ping pong. Ariana is taking selfie with her gay guy friends. Uh, I don't, by, by the way, I didn't write Juliana Roque guy. Her guy friends at Schwartz is sitting, because I believe Jesse Montana is there as well. Um, uh, Schwartz is sitting watching ping pong and Schwartz is like, hi, Raquel. Uh, hey, Raquel's like, you know, they're on these little... Sitting down, laying down, and she was like, Hi, Raquel. And Raquel's like, How's it going? And she was like, I think it's okay. Your opening is coming up very soon, right? Yeah, it's on the 31st. I hope you can make it. Okay. I think everything's okay. I hope. I feel like we're suffocating. We made a pact to not bitch about it anymore, but we're tight. I can bitch to you, right, Raquel? Yeah, of course. And Raquel and her talking head is gushing. She's like, I love the fact that Schwartz and I have gotten to a place of where we're tight. And who knows? Maybe we can even be tighter in the future. And she fucking winks. Thank God she didn't dab. Like, ugh, like she did last week. I feel like the producers are like, hey, Raquel, uh, do a robot move now. Okay, dab. And she just keeps doing it. Raquel's like, I can take it. And Schwartz is like, I bitch a lot. And that's another reason why Katie left potentially. No, I'm joking. Raquel uh, is back in her talking head, still gushing. She's like, tighter kind of sounds like vaginal tight, though. <laughs> no, 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 no. I didn't take it as vaginal tight. What, that's where your head went immediately? Like, listen, I'm dirty as hell, and I didn't even go to vaginal tightening. Like, what the fuck are you talking about, girl? Did Sandoval teach you that word? <laughs> Sandoval taught me about boundaries recently, and he also taught me about tight vaginas. Raquel's like, we've got to enjoy our time in Mexico when we're out of the country. There's nothing you can do but, like, have fun. There's a lot you can do. <laughs> Raquel doing a tourism commercial for Mexico. When you're here, there's nothing to do. So have fun. Schwartz is like, that's a great attitude. She's like, yeah. 
they show James nearby watching them interact. James is in the midst of a, a really intense, you know, uh, paddle game with uh, Sandoval. And Schwartz is like, very stoic. And she's like, yeah. And Schwartz is like, yeah. And James is like, hey, Schwartz, in ping pong, if I shoot a net on the serve. Uh, and Schwartz is like, you get a second service. I didn't know that. And because like, the boys get competitive. I know. Do you know how I ended up with a tattoo of Lisa LVP on my ass? How? It was on this ping pong table. James is listening to their whole conversation. James in a talking head goes, like, honestly, what the fuck is that? Why are you flirting with Raquel right in front of me? Like, you look fucking absurd, mate. You look desperate and absurd. <laughs> Go hit the treadmill, you fucking fat fuck. And then he immediately, like, <laughs> he cracks himself up. But it's also, I do want to make, I, I would be remiss. I said this in a meme. I said this in a meme. I said, like, I said this in a meme yesterday, but it's like, I do want him to be some sort of life coach for me. Cause I feel like this is the only way I'm going to get the weight off. And he's like, Hey Ryan, you fat fuck. Hey, Hey, you're so fat. You fat fucking fat fuck. Fuck fat fuck. And little Lala is like, yeah, you're a fat fuck. You're a fat fuck. I'm a fat fuck. Um, he seems to really be obsessed with weight We've seen it so many seasons. He said it's so many cast members and he's obsessed with it. It's like, it's his one thing where he real, and I wonder where that comes from. And I do want to point out is that like, usually he's saying it like Schwartz isn't fat, you know, like I understand what he's saying, you know, there's like, you know, he's not ripped like DJ James Kennedy is, you know, um, but he's obsessed with like, that's his go-to insult all the time is like, you fat fuck. You're such a fat fuck. You know, remember at the beginning with Peter, he's like, huh, yeah, Raquel, you got to date Peter with his big fat belly. Uh, uh, uh. You know, it's like really, really weird. And the thing is, it's like what I was saying about Lala being lucky that Raquel turned into be a goof is DJ James Kennedy is very lucky that he's really kind of funny and charming in this awful way. But you do have to like kind of take a serious moment to go, you do love him, but it's really awful. It's really beyond awful. And uh, I was sitting there thinking, I was like, God, I really, because you just know, you're like, oh, dude, that dude would totally think I was a fat fuck. If he got mad at me, that'd be the first. He called Max, Lisa Vanderpump's uh, son, a fat fuck. Like, that seems to be his go-to thing. I truly wonder where that comes from. And I just wonder, because Allie seems like she does understand public decorum to a second, and that's really embarrassing. Um, and I don't, you know, he that kind of shit does come out with alcohol, but that was a talking head where he said that one. Um, and I do want to point out even, like, you know, it's like the people he calls fat fucks, you know, by that if you're going by that kind of thing, like, you know, your dad is a little overweight. Like, I mean, would you, I mean, it's just like, it just seems like he doesn't put, um, he doesn't really put, he hits really hard, really quickly with insults. I just wonder sometimes where that, what the origination of that is. Cause I think he's going to get, he's going to get his ass handed to him one day. And I think it's going to be a really bad thing because it is, but, but I will say I even laugh sometimes. And then I feel bad for laughing. And Schwartz is like, Oh, my ass look great with LVP on it. I'm sure it does. And he goes, I'll show you in Mexico. And James looks livid. And Sandoval's like, it was a good game, dude. Good ping pong game. And Sheena's like, so wait, is this it? Is anyone else coming? And Ariana's like, well, the invitation was extended to Katie, but she said no. We buzz over to Christina Kelly's house in Santa Monica where the girls are building some raised beds for vegetable gardening. And this actually looked like a really, really intense, nice vegetable garden. And they're talking um, that saying tomorrow is Tom and her's anniversary. It would have been six years uh, married. And Katie goes, but I'd be remiss if I did not want to acknowledge our anniversary. 
And Christina's like, I think you should. At the end of the day, I feel like it's still important to show people that you guys are friends. Like, I don't want these Sheena and Raquel getting their way. And Katie was holding a squash plant. This is so much bigger. And Katie goes, Tom and I might go to dinner to celebrate closing out of our house in Mexico. She's like, the whole housing situation was really hard for me. So I'm just unpacking a lot of strange emotions this week. And they really, like, that really is a fucking brutal thing. And I remember even when we were separated, when our anniversary would come up, um, you know, we, I remember one time we did have dinner and it was just so weird. It was just so sad, but at the same time, it was like, we're still here. We're still alive. And it was a really, you think about those times and I'm so happy to be a lot farther away from that time. But you know, when you're in it, you almost, um, you know, cause like when you're out of it, uh, five or six years, you're just like, how did I get through that time? Your body, it's like when you hear about your, your, when you get into like an accident or something like your body goes into shock and it kind of protects you from a lot of things. And I think the same thing when you go through these really intense relationships is that you kind of go into the state of shock and your body or your mind kind of protects you in certain ways. Cause I look back and go, how the fuck? I was not sleeping at all. I was, me- I was just so messed up, but I, you, you got, you got, you get through it, you know? Folks, summer is just around the corner, so it's time to say goodbye to those jackets and sweaters and hello to shorts and tees. Now, I wanted to update my wardrobe for the long haul without spending a fortune, and luckily, I found Quince. Now, I have a lineup of timeless pieces I want that will keep me looking fresh year after year. I got a pair of tan shorts. I got a pair of green shorts. I cannot wait to style these for summer. And I got to tell you, the quality is great because Quince has all the seasonal must-haves, like 100% European linen shirts from 30 performance polos, and versatile flow knit activewear. The best part? All Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Quince cuts out the cost of the middleman by partnering directly with top factories and passes that savings on to us. And Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices and premium fabrics and finishes. So you can feel good about what you're wearing on every level. So upgrade your wardrobe. Go to quince.com slash so bad for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash so bad to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Quince.com slash so bad. Tired of not being able to get a hold of anyone when you have questions about your credit card? With 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yeah, you heard that right. You can talk to a human on the Discover customer service team anytime. So the next time you have a question about your credit card, call 1-800-DISCOVER to get the service you deserve. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. When it comes to the plant-based eating debate, there's more to consider than just healthy or unhealthy. Of course, we want to eat things that make us feel good and generate energy to keep us going. But there's also a major environmental component that drives a lot of people to a plant-focused diet. But you don't have to give up some of your faves entirely. Impossible Foods makes meat from plants. They're solving the meat problem with more meat. By creating delicious meat from plants that's better for you and the planet, Impossible lets you enjoy some of your favorite meaty products with a plant-based twist. Ground beef, homestyle meatballs, sausage patties, all made from plants. And that's just a few of their delicious and versatile options. No more tension between craving meat but not wanting to eat so much of it or sacrificing your carnivorous faves for your health. Indulge in nutrient-packed, plant-based goodness and feel good doing it. Check out impossiblefoods.com to see how you can help solve the meat problem with more meat. That's I-M-P-O-S-S-I-B-L-E 
F-O-O-D-S dot com. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are just as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They're milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Um. Anyways, Katie and I talking heads like, I'm not prepared for how I'd feel. Am I supposed to feel sad? I do feel sad. Is it okay to feel sad? The dream is over, you know, but there's new dreams to come. So um, they're talking about the sandwich shop. They're saying they're on a holding pattern until uh, they find out about the space, but they're, she's hopeful because they haven't heard a not going to happen yet. Meanwhile, back at the engagement party, Brock's like, Yolanda, do you know how to play this game? And Sandoval's like, wait, why are you kicking the balls? And Ariana's like, Brock knows rules. James is humming, bangs a dish on the table. And Lisa's like, James, what are you doing? If I was drunk, could I do this? And he takes one of Lisa's lovely china plates and flies it around with one hand. He's at the point of, I'm not drunk. I can go on my tippy toes. And Lisa's like, no, James, would you stop it? Give me that plate. And James in a high voice is like, fine, China. And Lisa's like, James, would you listen to me? Stop being so annoying, okay? Sit down, darling. You're making me nervous. How do you put up with him? And Lala's like, oh, my God, he's on a journey, which is what people like, you know, when they're on mushrooms or acid, they're on a journey. Or if you're DJ James Kennedy and he's like, uh, and because I'm invested in him and I will go on this journey with him and I I will. And he's like, not try to not offer as much as you did before, Lala. And James is like, I have a girlfriend. And Lisa's like, well, you had a girlfriend before. That didn't make a difference. No, Lisa, it's different now. I do think Ali is the one. And I do think I'm going to put some babies in there one day. And Lala's like, can you say I want to create a family? Are you kidding me? Can you just grow up and say, I want to create, I mean, are you kidding me? I want to, you just say you want to create a family with her someday rather than put some babies in her. And I was like, that is rich. You literally just talked how you squirted all over an Airbnb a couple of weeks ago. That's right. Me, little mama, I have the time of my life in Lake Havasu with the dawn. I do like when Lala likes, is telling DJ James Kennedy to be classy. Like, how dare you say put, it is, I mean, both of them, they're cut from the same cloth. And Lisa's like, oh. James is like, we'd make some beautiful babies, blue eyed goddesses, gods, Greek gods, not fat fox. No way. Gods, not fat gods, gods. And Lisa's like, it sounds like a dictator. And uh, James is like, what? And Lala goes, when you talk sometimes, you sound like a 16-year-old with all these dreams. Bringing a child into this world is no joke. And James goes, oh, my God, if Brock can bring a baby into this bloody world. And Lisa's like, oh, my God. And he's like, no, what? He already did. <laughs> and we all know how it ended up the first time, didn't we? He left the bloody country. And Lisa's like, what are you talking about, James? Look, there's facts and then there's facts, Lisa. And Lala's like, my love, you're acting out of pocket right now. Bring it on down. Bring it on down, out of town. And Lala on a tiny head goes, anybody who takes time away from drinking because they feel like it's a problem and they go back thinking they conquered it, I get nervous for. The alcohol is used for fun moments. It's used in sad moments. It's used in numb things. I'm worried that we're teetering on the edge right now. And Ariana to the entire group goes, let's raise a glass to Sheena and Brock. Which, by the way, that would have been a perfect time if I'm like, the theme song. Anyways, Ariana's like, we love you guys so much and we're excited to celebrate with you all. 
And Sandoval goes, afterwards, if you guys want to come to Schwartz and Sandy's, it's not open, but we can all come have some drinks and hang out. A little after party. And James is like, Tom, Tom. <laughs> and Sandoval's like, no, Schwartz and Sandy's. So they go over to Schwartz and Sandy's and Ariana's like, oh, I missed it here. I just hope like Sandoval had the fucking keys to this place. I hope he didn't treat that like he's now treating the marital home where he just brought Raquel in there after I was like, I've got the keys to Schwartz and Sandy's. Let's go in this cooler over here and do things to each other's bodies. Sandoval is like, we got pizza, we got wine, we got beer. Schwartz and Italian goes, we're not dipping into the Schwartz and Sandy's liquor backstop. This is all stuff I put on my tab. It's like a little I love you to Sheena and Brock. And Sandoval's like, hey, guys, come grab a shot in honor of Brock and Sheena. Sandoval stands on top of the bar as people line up for him to pour a shot from the shaker into their mouths. And Ariana's like, I want one. And Schwartz continues in a talking head. Although, shit, we're paying the bartender and fuck the bar back, too. Anyways, it's not that much. Sandoval's like, for all of you who haven't been here, welcome to Schwartz and Sandy's. And Raquel's like, thank you so much. She is so, if you look at her in the scene, her eyeballs are fucking saucers. I would be willing to bet dollars to donuts. She's like rolling her balls off right here. Um, I don't know. So it's like, yee. Sandoval's like, we're looking forward to opening up on the 31st. We're going to keep saying the 31st. Does the audience know the 31st? The 31st, the 31st. We're opening on the 31st. And James is like, wait, this place isn't open yet. Are you actually kidding? How many soft openings are we doing? Oh, cheers. Congrats, guys. He's such a little shit. It's funny, though. Raquel standing next to Lala at the bar goes, I guess I'll just break the ice by saying hi. And Lala's like, how are you? Good, good. How are you? Lala goes, I'm good. Thank you. Is Katie coming? Lala shakes her head. No, she's at home hanging out. We get a shot of Katie in the kitchen making a tea, playing some uh, rock music, even though I don't think this was actually what she was playing and her dog's there. I mean, this actually looks like Katie won in this scene. Back at Schwartz and Sandy's, Brock's like, they want to do a shot of Jameson. And Sheena's like, yeah, I'll do a Jameson. Sheena throws down. Brock's like, can we get two shots of that? James comes over and hugs Sheena. How beautiful was earlier? And she's like, so nice. I know. A nice little introductory to the whole weekend. Yeah, I know. Yeah, I'm very excited. Listen, Ali is obviously coming to Mexico. Love of my life. You've heard of her. So I've taken everything into consideration here. But could she possibly maybe come to the reception? Maybe, maybe, or maybe. And she was like, well, I would really need to see if there's anywhere I can add a chair uh, space. You know, it just, it, it's it's hard space. And James like, Raquel doesn't get a say in this. It could be from your heart. And Brock's like, no, 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 no. It's not that. No, 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 no. And James is like, um, really, though? Really? Um, I know that me and her aren't together anymore. <laughs> I knew I know that. Uh. And Raquel is in the little group of guys with Schwartz. And she's like, um, I heard that you have like an art installation. And Schwartz is like, this one? Oh, which one? There's only one fucking art installation in the ceiling, Raquel. Schwartz is like, you want to see? It's like a portal to another universe. It's a sound bath. And she's like, I want to do the portal to another universe. And Schwartz is like, okay, I'm going to take Raquel. I'll be back. This Schwartz and Sandy's is not big, you guys. It's very small. And uh, we go back to James. He's like, my last engagement party. Remember the engagement party, Brock? Remember? Uh, you guys were so in love. You had to make that weekend. Uh, it was so important to you guys. Uh, uh, uh. Sheena and I talking. It's like, fuck. 
And Brock's like, well, honey, if we can make it work, let's make it work. Uh-huh. You know, it's going to, it'll be fine. And Sheena's like, honey, I'm half listening to you right now because I'm in visualizing, which is not a word, the seating chart I spent so much time on. And James is like, I know, I get that. We really like her though. So yeah, James is like, really? And Brock's like, yay. And James gives them both a hug. I love you guys. They're all happy. And she's like, Allie will be happy. James in a talking head goes, I'm glad they said yes. I really am. But if it was the final no on my final ass, you know, it would have been my final fuck you. He didn't say this, but you know, he would have been like, and Brock's a fat fuck. He's a fat fuck that Brock. And she knows a fat fuck. Schwartz is standing under the art installation. And uh, he's like, oh, sounds like a cheesy pickup line, but close your eyes. And let the sound waves wash over you. They sound side by side, taking a deep breath and exhale. You just see the exhale, uh, the exhale literally has an IQ score of 30. Sheena is looking at them like, what the fuck are they doing? And she was like, the girls told me one of your happy places is you go into your room, Raquel, and listen to some EDM. And you have this little like projector. I have one of those projectors too. And she's like, you do? And he's like, I do. Stop. I do. We get a flashback to Vegas with the galaxy light. And Raquel's like, bring it to Cancun with you. These crazy galaxy lightning kids. Raquel's like, what's inside the bathrooms? And I'm like, shitter. There's a shitter in there, Raquel. She's starting to slur her words, too. Schwartz opens the doors to the men's room. And he's like, well, come on in. Welcome to my office. <laughs> and Raquel's like, I really have to pee. And Sheena's like, oh, it's the men's restroom. And they're looking at it. And you can tell this is where Sheena gets the idea of like, oh, they're getting close. And also you can tell Sheena's kind of like, Sheena's already in that mood of like, fuck Katie. So you kind of can see where things could potentially be happening in Sheena's mind. Schwartz is like, does it smell okay in here? I don't know, Schwartz. Have you ever gone to a bathroom and go taking a big whiff? I always just don't. Like, I'll take the big whiffs outside, you know, not the bathroom. Raquel closes her eyes and takes in a deep breath through her nose. <laughs> She's really trying. I'm trying to experience all that life has to offer me. Um, So uh, Raquel is breathing. And Schwartz is like, I didn't mean to take a deep breath in the men's room. Ha 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 ha. Brock's answering Sheena, Raquel is on fire right now. Ah. And Schwartz goes, I'll guard the door while you take a piss in the men's bathroom. And she goes, Okay. And Schwartz is like, I'll step out. And Raquel's like, You keep watch. Okay. Sheena yells at Schwartz, What are you doing? And Schwartz is like, I'm guarding. She wanted to piss in the guy's room. Raquel really, truly is obsessed with guy stuff. And Brock's like, yeah, you better guard her there, huh? It would be cool if we had, like, an uh, audio from the pinch. She's like, just, you just hear her taking a nasty dump. <laughs> Sorry. Okay, so we're watching everyone pack for uh, the big old the big old wedding trip. Um, so they're packing. Uh, James is telling Allie, you're coming to the wedding. You're going to be dancing with me. And she's like, thanks again. Good job. Yay. We go to Ariana and Sandoval's house. A cell phone rings and Sandoval's like, yo, what's up, dude? And Schwartz is on the other end. He's like, sorry, I had a sweater on. Like, what am I even doing? It's fucking 90 degrees here right now. We see Sandoval's white polished fingernails holding the cell phone. And Sandoval's like, yeah, we're going to Mexico, dude. And Schwartz is like, oh my God, I just saw myself in the mirror. And Sandoval's like, uh-oh. 
dude, I'm keeping my shirt on the whole time. Shorts is just like a little flabby, way better than me, but whatever. Sandoval's like, be sure to coordinate your outfit with Katie. <laughs> Schwartz and Ariana. Ariana's in the bedroom laughs. And, you know, and Schwartz is like, dude, we're so fucking cool right now. Aside from that little hiccup with Raquel and Sandoval's like, and the divorce and everything. But besides that, you guys are great. <laughs> the music they're playing during these scenes, I shit you not, the, the lyrics are, we're living a lie way up high that's not the tune but it says we're living a lie way up high so this is this a hint from production we zip over to katie's apartment katie's on the cell phone with christina it's gonna be so fun let's do this um then we take off to cancun mexico we're at dreams naturo resort and spa it's beautiful 505 p.m sheena's like we have arrived uh hotel staff greets him and sheena's like gracias gracias we just have to check in and we'll be back Brock, Sheena, and Summer, who have arrived before the other guys, are shown to their room. Sheena keeps saying gracias, though. Gracias, gracias. Very nice. Very loving. And she's like, oh, my God, this place is amazing. And um, there's, like, a crib in there. It's like, we got to take the bumpers off in this crib. It's amazing. And Brock in a talking there goes, half the resort is full up for our wedding. My mom, my family, our friends, I get to show them us. Sheena and the same talking head goes, this just feels so right. The feeling in my stomach is not a pit and nerves. It's butterflies and excitement. I mean, it's going to be epic. Brock's taking uh, summer to go for a swim. More planes arrive. We're bringing in more guests. James and Allie share their first margarita at the airport. They get these giant sized margaritas. We walk through the airport. This is where Tom Sandoval is walking past a sign at the airport. And it's the diarrhea sign. I'm not making this up. It's hysterical. Uh, at 7.05 p.m., they arrive at the resort. Ariana's like, Sheena said this resort is pretty family-oriented. And Lala goes, do you think there are any boys that'll do things with little Lala? Yeah, I want to be boys. I'm little Lala. Do things to me. Ariana's like, wow, it's stunning. It's stunning. Oh, my gosh, it's so beautiful. Raquel jumps out of the same car right behind Ariana. Sandoval's like, looks like we have a welcome cocktail. Yes. As they bring out champagne, Sheena and Brock read everybody in the lobby and Lala and Katie are looking at their room numbers because uh, Katie's there with Christina and Lala's like, oh my God, you're so far away. And Katie has this disgusted look of like, I don't like that. And Christina's like, it, is it really that far? And Lala goes, I mean, 1706 and Katie's 3603. And Katie goes, that doesn't sound anywhere near. And Lala goes, nowhere near each other. And then Sheena in a talking head goes, ah, I had Katie move to a different towner, tower and I extra off their preferred club list. <laughs> she stays on her side. I stay on mine. Out of sight, out of mind. <laughs> Man, Tom Petty, dude. Whoa. Um, Sandoval's like, hey, what's the plan for tonight? And Sheena's like, well, we have dinner at eight on the patio. And after that, there's a sports bar that stays open late and they have pool and stuff like a pool table. And James is like, I have a pool connected to my room. Raise your hand if you have a pool connected to your room. Uh, uh. And Brock raises both of his hands. And James is like, oh, Raquel, you don't have a pool connected to your room. And Raquel's like, no, I don't want random people swimming up to me. And GJJK is like, oh, have you never stayed at a resort before? Oh. Raquel's like, I also knew that you and Allie were going to have a swim up. So I didn't like, you know want to invade your privacy and i didn't want you to invade my privacy raquel and i talking to goes can you imagine being next door to them i'm sure they're having sex like banging on the wall and then she dabs oh no um this is all fun and games but i don't know raquel imagine that you know you're cheating um with tom on one of your best friends and you're having sex in weird places in their house can you even imagine huh James, by the way, is being weird with Allie immediately. He's like, 
uh, let me tongue kiss you. Can I, tongue, can I put my tongue in your mouth? And she's like, no. It's like, no one's watching. Come on, no one's watching. Let me put my tongue in your mouth. And she's like, James, stop. Brock um, is like, hey, what did we decide on the hashtag for the wedding, huh? Is it one, two, three, honey, I do? What is it? Schwartz tells Sheena, he's like, since we sold the house, I promised Katie we'd go off and had a little mini celebration. And then I'm here for you, Sheena. Uh, by the way, they're in this lobby getting the room assignments and Ariana's cell phone rings and Katie's like, answer it. And it's Lisa and Jamie, Lisa's realtor, are on FaceTime. And Lisa's like, by the way, this Lisa looks so beautiful in this FaceTime. Like, I didn't realize you could light a FaceTime call this well. And he's like, are you staying out of trouble? Or did you just get there? And Katie and Ariana's like, we just got here. And he's like, I wanted to call you because obviously we've been speaking with Jamie and the other side. Uh, girls, sometimes it can be difficult in business, girls. And you can always get what you want, you know? And sometimes to hear no, it can be really disappointing. But you're not going to have to worry about that because this time it's a yes. She, and it's like, yeah, they got it. They got she something uh, about her in the location they wanted. Katie and Ariana have uncontrollable laughter, obvious relief. And Katie, uh, by the way, in this talking head is wearing this cool multicolored sequins dress. Like it's a really pretty dress she's wearing. And it's a new talking head look. Katie in a talking head goes, thank God we listened to Lisa because now we are business owners. Yes. And Jamie's like, have fun in Mexico, because when you go back, it's going to be straight to work. I have a feeling these girls will actually go straight to work. Unlike Greg, where he's like, you guys got to get to work. You guys are a bunch of dick knockers. You're in the shorts and sandies is a stupid place. Anyways, they hug. They're like, it's all happening. And Christina comes over and joins in the happiness. Schwartz hears the good news. Lala comes over to congratulation. Congratulate them. And then Schwartz, classic Schwartz, kneels down and pulls out a full bottle of fucking Patron from his backpack. And you'd be like, oh, he packed Patron, you know, or he bought it at the airport. But I just, I tend to think that Schwartz just might travel with Patron. <laughs> it's always, he's like, you never know when you need a full bottle of Patty Ron, of Patron, you know? He's like, this is a big moment for you guys. They all pass it around, take a big sip. It really is cool. Raquel continues in a talking head. It's like, oh my God. They're going into their rooms. Everybody's really nice. Lala has a great bathtub. Schwartz does a flip onto his bed. Raquel says, this is so cute. Katie and Christina are grateful for their AC. Sandoval and Ariana walk into theirs and there's, he's like, two beds. And now I'm like, this bastard Sandoval, did he request two beds? Like, I was like, it's weird. Ariana and Italian goes, I'm so excited to be in Mexico. Nothing else can get in the way. Finally, my quality time with Tom. Fuck, man. It's like fucking, this is like the kind of shit that just hurts. It's like, this, it's just uncomfortable. Ariana's like, if you're good, Tom, we can push him together. And he's like, is there any way I can push it over to Raquel's room? Sandoval grabs her and falls onto the bed with her. And Ariana's like, oh my God, body slam. Sandoval kisses her. Ariana giggles. I don't know. Next, we see Raquel setting up her galaxy. She's like, I've got it. I'm not settled anywhere until my galaxy projector is set up. And she falls on her bed in slow motion amid all the swords. Then we see fucking Schwartz set up his galaxy projector and fall on his bed in slow motion. Like, this is like, I love that the show is really trying to set us up for this relationship when there was a whole other relationship potentially happening at the same time. Raquel is in her room and she's like, Let's take some time to meditate. And she just lays down and meditates. But I just imagine Raquel meditating. It's just like Raquel in any day. It's just nothing. It's just static. Zzz. Allie's in their room with James. He's like, this is sick, huh? A pool. There's a pool right in the room. 
<laughs> James says, oh, I thought a pool room was dumb, though, huh? I thought Raquel didn't want us to swim over. And I was like, what? Allie in the talking head goes, why do we even need to bring up Raquel? We know she's here. Let's just stop talking about her for five seconds. James crawls along the floor behind Allie and bites her ass. Oh, get a little ass bite. Hey, Allie, let me bite your ass. Oh, oh can I bite your ass? And she's like, James, stop. Oh, you fat fuck. <laughs> James is like, all right, I'm going to jump in the pool. It's dinner time, 8 p.m. Sheena is directing guests to their tables at the patio. Sheena's like, Fam in the, family in the middle. I'm sitting in the pink chair. And Brock's like, tonight's like, let's get in, get settled, and then go to the bar. After this, yeah, after this, if you want to go out, we're going out. And Sheena gives Allie a hug when she and James arrives. You know, Lala enters the restaurant. Christina is with her. And Sheena clocks this and goes, oh, so Christina's just coming to the wedding stuff now? I'm so confused. Sheena and Italian head goes, the fact that Christina Kelly is coming to my welcome dinner uninvited, not okay. Well, Sheena, you know, listen, it could have been worse. It could have been Stassi. <laughs> Lala goes, can we sit here right next to Sheena? And Sheena's like, yeah, go ahead. Sheena continues in the talking head goes, years ago at my first wedding, not only did Saucy and Christina Kelly say that my dress was the ugliest fucking thing they'd ever seen. They said something even more hurtful. We get a flashback to this one fucking scene again that keeps showing us every week where Stassi is laughing going, it's like a skanky girl's quinceanera. Sheena goes on in her talking head, I don't talk about it a lot, but I am half Mexican. And for them to take such a special event in Hispanic culture and make it sound trashy, skanky, low class, it actually hurt me. By the way, I think it probably did actually hurt her. I don't think this is fake at all. Um, and uh, yeah. Anyway, Sandoval and Ariana come in and sit at the table. And Ariana's like, sorry, it took forever. And Sandoval's like, so guys, how are we doing, guys? And James's like, well, I nearly already got in a fight with someone. And Ariana's like, I know, huh? But it wasn't me that nearly did that, actually. And Ariana's like, it was just shitty. The whole thing was just shitty. It wasn't shitty on my part, would you say? Ariana's like, I couldn't tell if you guys were friends at first. I was like, oh, he's talking. And James's like, you could tell. I literally didn't know who this human was because I had this look of scaredness on my face. Ariana and I talking head goes, as we were on our way here, one of Brock's friends, who was clearly very intoxicated, walks up to James, puts his arm around him and says, hey, buddy, I know you. James in a talking head goes, never seen this guy in my fucking life. By the way, his eyes were like rolling in the back of his head, like drool slipping down. I'm like, get off my fucking nice ass jacket. <laughs> James was saying anyway. La La in a talking head goes, it was an annoying drunk hug. But James like body checked him hard. James in a talking head is like, he kind of like stumbled back like three paces. And Ariana's like, James, that's one of Sheena's wedding guests. And I should have Will Smith backhanded his fucking bitch ass. Will Smith backhanded. What a weirdo. Ariana in the Sandoval goes, two seconds after I sit down, I'm being berated about a situation just because I didn't want there to be a fight. And James is like, Tom, Ariana, obviously you think it should be no big deal. Not everyone. And Ariana's like, I didn't say it was no big deal. What uh, What did you just say to Tom? Ariana goes, I said I sat here for two seconds. It was already being berated about the situation. Oh, I'm not berating. I'm just asking you. I wish you could hear your tone of voice when you speak to me because you're being very fucking rude to me. And Lala's like, you shoved the guy to the ground. I didn't shove the guy to the ground. So I was like, you almost shoved the guy to the ground. Little Lala's like, you shoved the guy to the ground. I saw it from my level. Allie is sitting in between this, like looking worried and annoyed, contemptful. And James is like, pick your words fucking carefully right now, Lala. Raquel in a talking head is like, watching Allie cringe with embarrassment over how James is acting right now makes me so happy that it's not me anymore. This is what kills me, is that Raquel is right. 
But he dated Miss Kennedy. He has some real fucking issues, right? I just, I don't, I just don't see why she did what she did. It truly confuses me. Anyways, Lala goes, don't fucking talk to me like that, James. I'll fucking come across this goddamn table and knock your fucking ass out. James like, is that where you're at? Huh? That's where I'm at. Watch your fucking tone. You're in the wrong. Disengage. She's been using disengage a lot lately. I think she was just watching Real Housewives of Salt Lake City with uh, Meredith saying like, you know, I'm disengaging. I think Lala picks a couple of buzzwords to like introduce into her vernacular each season. And I think disengage is one of them. James to Ariana goes, I'm sorry, but I wish you were more on my side. He's obsessed with people being on his side. And Lala's like, shut it. And Ariana goes, not wanting there to be a fight is the only side to be on. Jamie's like, okay, fine. I defused the situation and chose not to punch this guy in the face. And Allie's like, congrats, that's good. He had a choice to come up to me. And Ari's like, I'm on the side of not wanting there to be a fight, period. Period. He hit me first. And Ariana slaps her hands together and goes, I don't like him doing it. And I don't like you doing it, okay? And Jamie's like a little child. He's like, all right, cool. Way to raise your voice, huh? Oh, you raised your voice, not me. Allie's absolutely mortified wondering obviously probably how the rest of this trip is going to go. And in a talking head, she goes, I cannot sit here and watch James act like this. It's making me question everything. Why I, why am I in Mexico and who is this person that I'm dating? It must be really scary though, to actually not know all the sides of somebody. Uh, Ariana's like, I will raise my voice because when I talk in a normal volume, you don't fucking listen to me. And I've had enough. We're done. And Allie gets up and leaves. And James goes, Oh, now my girlfriend's leaving. Fuck this. Like, he's like, what? Are you kidding me? You made my girlfriend leave. To be continued. As we always say, every uh, thing in reality shows could be a to be continued. You guys, what a week. What an episode. A lot of good moments, a lot of fun moments, a lot of sad moments. Um, just like life. Just like our own realities. I mentioned this earlier, but um, I will say, like I said, I had a couple of communications with Ariana too. Um, and I would never... Uh, I, I think, you know, she, uh, it seemed like, I, I will also say people are like, well, she's looking great. She's looking happy. And I don't, this is not from her and all that stuff, but just remember, um, just because you might appear happy and all that doesn't mean you are not completely crushed in a lot of ways and completely mortified by, uh, your, you know, certain people's behavior, especially if you think, you know, somebody. So this is a very real situation. And I think that's why people have had such strong reactions and especially the friends around them. Um, and that's why they go so hard, uh, at Tom and Raquel. Um, and it's just, it really is mind boggling. And I've been covering reality for a long time and this one even blew me away. But anyways, we did it, you guys. Friday, I hope you have the best fucking weekend ever. Hang out with your family. Hang out with your friends. Hang out by yourself. Watch something great. Read something good or don't read at all. Uh, go out for a walk. You know, Breathe some fresh air. Don't do any exercise at all. Eat like a pig or eat nothing. Who cares? I mean, there's just so much cool things to do in this world, and I hope you have a great, great weekend. Um, and like I said, if you could, take a, take a moment to think about my mom and put some energy out there for her. And I'll talk to you bright and early on Monday for a Pop Culture Roundup. I got a great guest doing it with me this week. And that's it. I really appreciate you guys taking the time to listen to this, to be a part of our journey. Thank you, Meditza Lopez, who does all of the amazing graphics and so much more. Sandra Fryer, uh, our friend Marissa. We, I got a good team of people around me, and I want to thank all of them uh, that kind of helped me get out of my doldrums and my depression and kind of keep doing this when I don't feel like doing it and um that's it you guys and I, i'm sure always subscribe to the show because i might do a extra episode this weekend if i'm feeling if i feel lost i'll release another episode because this is kind of where i felt i feel most like myself 
So you never know. Subscribe. And if you like all the hard work that goes into this, even though I'm the one choosing to do the hard work, this is not a favor to anybody. This is because I love to do this. Please consider rating it at five stars on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Okay. Have a great weekend. Uh, remember, it's okay to hate reality stars, but don't hate anybody in your real life unless they did something like Tom and Raquel. Okay. Bye. Betches.